0: Without to do let's get into the show hey guys. hey guys hey guys welcome to this week's podcast episode i'm really excited about today's guest caroline Bolinska. she's got a fantastic story um for all the audience out there she's got a unique story for the female entrepreneurs but she's going to talk about business entrepreneurship income stream side hustles Uh, Something that everybody needs to know about these days and incorporate it so that they can be financially free and independent. So, Caroline, welcome.
1: Hi, welcome. Thank you. Sorry. Welcome. I'm so used to doing my own podcast. Thanks, Christopher. Thank you for having me here.
0: Yeah. um, Tell people about your uh, story, your experience, your background and how you got started.
1: Yeah, I've got a very long, crazy journey. So I actually um, grew up in Australia and about 10 years ago, I left from Australia and moved over to Europe. And before that, when I was in Australia, I was doing uh, hair and makeup for bridal stuff. We were renting out the back room of our salon to doctors who back then 20 years ago was doing we were doing Botox and it was such a new thing and no one had even heard of this thing called Botox. So I've been around the medical profession for a lot of years and um, people thought we were crazy for offering that service and now it's become the norm everywhere, I think. And I moved up from beauty into marketing. So I've been doing marketing for about um, 15 years now. And I started that only because I needed it for my own business. So I think that's something that all business owners should know is that if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, I actually went back to school and studied marketing because my own um, hairdressing salon needed more marketing done. And that's where my passion for marketing grew. And then I went into marketing. I've had the last three years off where I've been doing um some work but not to the same degree as I used to and now I'm back working and I started my podcast because I found I had a, I had a 20-year journey with a SIBO and um, everyone was, all the doctors telling me that there was nothing wrong with me and then I finally found a really strange cure which has pretty much cured me, which is fantastic. And then about three years ago I found out I was going through uh, menopause, which um, that was really sad and unfortunate and I had a really bad, um, last year I had a really bad bout of uh, perimenopause symptoms and I got really sick and then I realized that I needed to do something. So I took action and I fixed it and I'm in a much better place than I was. I was it was very extreme and I haven't had many friends of my age go through menopause and also to the extent that I did. So then I decided to do my podcast so now I'm doing a podcast life on purpose over 40 and it's all about women and things that we need to learn about hormones and I think we're learning a lot more just in general from science but also things that I never knew as a woman how I never got taught first I when I was trying to get pregnant I didn't get taught about pregnancy. I didn't know these things about my uterus that blew my mind. I got pregnant at 40 and then straight after getting pregnant, I found out I was going through menopause and I didn't know these things about menopause. So I I thought I was really stupid. I was really embarrassed. And then I found out women don't learn these things. It's very hush hush. So yeah, I'm using the opportunity to have my podcast to teach other women about our bodies and also mental health, relationships, uh, beauty, fashion, just anything about being over 40.
0: Yeah, I love that. And um, like I said, uh, I was talking to previous podcast guests and um, it's all about turning your your trials and your triumphs and your into a strength. Generation. Yeah. And uh, yeah, what's interesting is, uh, you know, I love this idea where you, you know, you're, appearing as guests and now your podcast host kind of talk about because I know um, you talked about these um, you wanted to specifically focus on business and side income streams so kind of lay lay out the land why should people focus on these and we can get into setting up and creating different um, income streams
1: yeah definitely. I've always done marketing and I've always helped other store owners. Well, for the last 10, 15 years, I've helped other store owners as well. And what I found was, especially when you've got a job where you've only got a certain amount of money you can make, it gets really frustrating sometimes. And if you're in a situation where you have to take time off, whether you're caring for an elderly parent or children or you're sick, or you just want some time off, it's nice to have something else going on the side, going on on the side that you can actually make money from as well. Um, I'm passionate about it because I think having more than one income stream helps everyone in life, no matter how much money you're making. So you're not, you don't have all your eggs in one basket. I think now compared to, so I I actually started my own shoe label. I've got really large feet. I, I sound like a real mess. When I listen to myself, all my dramas that I've had, I've got really large feet and I couldn't get shoes to fit me. And um, I started my own shoe label back in Australia um, in 2006. I think I started at that. And back then no one was using credit cards online and trying to convince people to put a credit card number into the internet was unbelievable even setting up, I had to get my to get my credit card uh, system available. I had, I think it was like a 60 page document I had to get filled out, like it was crazy. It, things are so easy now. So I think if you're in a situation where you think, oh, it's too hard to start an online business, trust me, it is so easy. And sometimes it's just, you haven't been explained things the right way, or sometimes you haven't actually found what works for you. So today I actually wanted to share, I sat down in Moldova, what exactly would physicians? Um, what would work for them? Because I think that there's—I can give you a thousand ideas of business ideas, but I think being specific of ideas that would work for physicians, especially, um, I, yeah, I've got six that I wanted to share today. Yeah,
0: so go ahead. Go ahead. Um, you know, like I love this because um, physicians traditionally are risk-averse, so you know things like uh, the internet and uh, mobile payments and social media. You know, Web3, all these is kind of um, so it's good to have guests, you know, bring that out and open in a safe, uh, supportive way.
1: Yeah. Okay. so I'll run through them. I want you to just ask me questions along the way. So I don't know what you'd like to know and I'll just sort of go through them. But if you've got questions, please stop me and ask me. Um, The first one that I came up with was having some sort of e-commerce store which is around a large cost item. And for instance, one of the ideas that I came up with was medical beds, so these in-home medical beds. I think that those are um, getting more normalized now. I think that you know, 20 years ago, people didn't really have those at home, whereas I think now having one of those for any sort of illness is much more common. So buying one of those online is not that un- uncommon these days. And selling something like that, why I think that's a really good idea is that they're expensive. So you're not having to sell. um, Some of these people say, oh, sell this $2 product and, you know, you just need to sell thousands. You need to sell a lot of thousands to make some money. Whereas if you're selling a medical bed, you only need to sell one or two a month and you've made a nice side income. Um, So that was my first idea. Um, and of course there's lots of other things around that wheelchairs, uh, walkers, there's a lot of now a new technology around, um, people for amputee, like amputee people. Um, so there's lots of different uh, ideas there. The next one that I thought of was, I, this is not one I thought of, this is one I did with a client of mine, um, just before I went on maternity leave. What they did was that they started this program, and we turned it into an online system. So they had a group of people coming into the um, uh, medical office every week coming in for a coaching for weight loss. And they'd been doing this for a while, and they were doing two or three people at a time, and they they had this small group, and we turned it into a business that was um, both online and in the office. So what it is is having some sort of it could be weight loss, it could be, alcohol dependency it could be something around um uh, pregnancy menopause there's so many different topics it could be the clients i worked with it was um weight loss and having some sort of in um, person uh coaching program now with that you might do it weekly you might do it monthly you might do it twice a week you can set a schedule but around that what we actually created was a lot more so they had a uh protein powder that they were selling. Then they expanded that into other products as well. But then they created a website where they sold things like we set up um, smoothie machines. So three or four different smoothie machines. You can have a $500 smoothie machine. You can have a $50 smoothie machine and something in between. So you can have different price points. They were selling, um, we created together, um, they had me come up with a concept. I went and researched it and what I came up with for them for weight loss um, I don't know, maybe you know this. Do you know what the number one food is that people Google and want to know more about when they're actually wanting to lose weight?
0: Uh, I would assume something carbs related, but, I, again, I'm not, I'm not really sure.
1: <laughs> it's eggs.
0: Eggs. Eggs. <laughs> <Awesome.
1: laughs> so I did all this research for this particular company and um, came up with that eggs was actually the, the item that everyone wanted to know more about for weight loss. It's a protein. It's good for you for, yeah, uh, growing muscle as well. And so I came up with a cookbook um, for them with I don't know how many recipes. I think we had six recipes, something like that. And it was just a free downloadable PDF that was on their website. I made it look really nice, put it all together for them. People sign up on their website for the um, free download. We sent people there from Facebook ads. Um, They sign up and they get this free weight loss um, cookbook with whatever, six different egg recipes. Um, there's ways you can do it. Now with AI, you can, I don't know if you on AI, there was a guy I saw, he created a whole menu. He had a dinner party. He created a whole menu from a chatbot uh, from AI saying, what should I cook for dinner? What's the recipe? And he made the chef, he had an in-house chef come to cook the meals and he cooked the meal from the recipe that the chat, the chat GPT created for him. So you don't need to come up with this. You don't need to buy recipes. You can literally make your own recipes. And when it came to eggs, it was egg salad. It was eggs on toast. Yeah, it was like a pretty simple thing that I came up with, but it was a nicely put together PDF. So what I was doing was we had a funnel, people coming in from Facebook ads, they were signing up and getting this free download. We now had the email address. Then from the email address, we get those those people. We know what locations are in the email sign up. We ask their um, location. So we knew if to send them anything more about the the in-person meetings. And so then they were selling the coaching programs. They were also selling from their website from there. And their website was selling lots of different products. So they had yoga mats on there. They had anything to do with weight loss. We were selling on that website, yoga mats, um, smoothie machines, whatever it took um, that weight loss people losing weight needed. So that's my second idea. Any questions?
0: Uh, no, well, actually, so one question I have is um, in this age, so you know, side income streams, so, you know, the traditionally the popular ones for doctors are um, well, obviously real estate tops the list, and then you have like you have equities, either passive investing or just actively trading. A lot of doctors don't have that time, but um, and then also just you know the businesses that you're talking about. So, talk about this, uh, whether e-commerce or some digital versus like a retail brick-and-mortar type business.
1: Yeah, so that's a uh, the difference between online or brick-and-mortar, and I I've always had this. So my father was always in business. I've always been around entrepreneurs. I started my, like had a few little side hustles when I was still in high school. So business has been something in my blood all my life. And I still wake up even now after all these years and I go, ah, I've got an idea. I'm going to open this restaurant with this because I love to cook. And everyone says I should own a restaurant. And I've always got this new concept for a restaurant that I'm like, this will do really, really well or some new ice cream shop or I've got a friend that has a really great ice cream shop that he makes over a million dollars a year from his ice cream shop that opens for half the year. So I'm always like thinking of these brick and mortar businesses but I always have to then come back a step and go hang on a second, do I want to be running a brick and mortar business? So while I love them and it can work really well, the difference is, is no matter how hard your online business is, there's this little bit of Um, less, I don't want to say commitment, but it's, you're less stuck. You have bricks, brick and mortar business. You have to have lights on. If you don't pay the rent, then, you know, you don't pay for the lights and look, a website, you don't pay for your hosting, but it's a lot lower price than the lights on in a store. Um, You have to get the right location of a store. If you don't get the right location of a store, I had a salon in the center of Melbourne and If you don't have that correct location, your business can fail because asking someone, and I saw this all the time with people, I'll just get them to come down around the corner and I'll just let them know I'm around the corner. Yeah, get them to walk in the rain an extra 500 meters. Like, please, it's just not going to happen. So location when it's brick and mortar is important. Um, You've got to get staff if you're doing brick and mortar. There's so many great reasons to have a brick and mortar business, but if you're doing it as a side hustle... I just find it, it, I'm not saying no, because I think some people can do it really well, but it is an extra layer that you have to commit to.
0: I love that. You know, we have around, um, you know, five minutes, kind of talk about some, I know you had some others, and then kind of um, final concluding thoughts and how people can contact you, reach out to you, et cetera.
1: Do you want to run through my other things quickly? Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so the other one was... um, Starting a TikTok account, you did say that people don't like to do social media, but I don't know if you've seen that there's a lot of really amazing physicians now. There's a dentist that's on TikTok and he does incredibly well just putting up a daily TikTok. Yeah, there's a barrier there that you have to like being in front of the camera, but there's also a lot of these channels that are um, faceless. So that's also an option. Problem with faceless is that now with AI, it's going to be taken over with computers at some stage so you lose that the individuality the the fact that it's you it's personalized so while i think that doing faceless can be great i don't see it as a long term solution but Getting in front of the camera. I'm the queen of I hated being in front of the camera. You just have to keep doing it and you get used to it. So the way I always see it is your first hundred videos no one ever sees anyway. So just do it. And then by the time people start seeing it, you're going to be really confident. So that's my tip. Um, the next thing that I came up with was hiring out your medical rooms to other services. Um, maybe in some places you can't do this, so this is not one for everyone. I understand that, but If you're not in your medical rooms, and if you're in a a hospital, it probably doesn't work, but if you have a private facility, hiring out your medical rooms to people that offer some sort of facials, wrinkle treatment, nutritionists, there's going to be nutritionists out there that work part-time, health people that just work part-time and they need somewhere that they can work in odd hours, that might be a way to make some extra money from your rooms that are sitting there anyway. And then my last one was starting an email newsletter. So having an email newsletter, making money from that, you've just got to be able to get people to sign up and then having a weekly email or a monthly newsletter where you send out particular information. Might be weight loss. um, It might be that you're telling people about anti-wrinkle stuff or it might be anything or it might even be a completely different thing. You might like bird watching and you might want to do a newsletter about bird watching. Newsletters are amazing. There's some newsletters that have sold for millions and millions of dollars. There's a girl at the moment. She's just doing history, and she just talks about um, history. I don't know what about history, but it's something about history. She makes a um, million dollars a year seven hundred and fifty thousand, quarter three quarters of a million from an email newsletter um, talking about history. So if you've got a passion about a topic, newsletters can be fantastic as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and lastly, how can people contact you and follow you?
1: I am at online marketingprincess.com. And they can also find me at this is Caroline Blinska on Instagram. And yeah, I'm on Twitter as Caroline Blinska as well.
0: Excellent. And you have a YouTube channel as well. When I was uh, looking at. Yeah. Up-
1: Yeah. So my marketing YouTube channel is Caroline Blinska and that's been on hold for the last few years, but my uh, podcast is life on purpose over 40. And that's my new podcast where I interview amazing guests about everything to do with being over 40.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of the um, audience, the female uh, physicians out there should really check out Caroline's stuff. She's got a lot of good stuff. Um, and, uh, just talking a lot about health and, um, Looking
1: at that. And if anyone out there thinks that they can be a guest on my podcast, please reach out because I'm always looking for guests as well. Yeah.
0: And uh, let's thank Caroline for coming on and really talking about different side income streams and really getting the creative juices
1: sparking. Thank you.
0: I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece.